This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We got Stephen Jones coming up at 1115. Did he have to move that forward for the Odell meeting? We'll find out. But. Do you think that in a game where so many things went right, did you think that the Cowboys' tackles were one of the main keys to the game? Is So I want to give you a couple stats leading into it because we saw Kirk Cousins was harassed all day long. Not so much with Dak. Is the Vikings had zero sacks. Now, obviously, there was that one that oh Dak, my gosh. <laughs> Dak turned right into it, and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> and then it went... Both teams, I have no clue what happened. Both teams had one like that. because Their was, best player. Yeah. And Micah had Kirk Cousins, and they thought he didn't have the ball. He's, oh, never it mind. It was like Dak shocked the guy because he ran into him. <laughs> yeah, and he's, and like, he's oh, like, I wasn't bad. ready to tackle you yet. Yeah. You were five yards away, and then you then you ran at me. And Dak never saw him. He got lucky the last second. He kind of ducked a little bit and got out of it and then made like a heck of a one-yard run. Absolutely. So... In the last four games, the Vikings had 15 sacks. In this game, they had zero. Ah. And even if you want to count that one where Dak did his magic and it was unfreaking believable, I felt like the offensive line easily held their own, by far, not held their own. They won the line of scrimmage. And I'm looking at the ends, and you've got Tyler Smith, the 21-year-old rookie, and Terrence Steele, a 25-year-old who's in his third season. And I'm curious if you guys feel comfortable with these two going forward and, like, building the next generation of your line inside them. Because I know they're already experimenting with kicking Tyler into guard for when uh, Tyron comes back. But I'm saying in years beyond. Yeah, with, with Terrence Steele at right and Tyler at left, you're good there for, I mean, however long you want to be good there. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously health. And sure. contract and those in age, you know, you got to be smart about continuing to add to that while you're going along. But if I said six years, you're hopefully like, yeah, that'd yeah. Be great. And, and people were saying, hey, keeping I mean, Terrence Steele did a, a pretty good job last year compared to his first That's- year when we were like, why? Why don't we have a better option? Uh-huh. Uh, and then the next year that, you know, he got stronger. And that was the thing that they said, hey, look, he he needs to get stronger. He did it in the offseason. And now he's becoming he and uh, he and Zach Martin together becoming a combination, and they talk about the combo blocks. Yeah, what they're doing is fantastic in the run game, and he's growing with his pass protection as well. Tyler, I think a lot of people have to sit back and say, we got to just trust um, Will McClay when it comes to offensive linemen. You know, because not a lot. You know, not a lot of people had any thoughts on on Tyler Smith whenever he was drafted. We knew kind of that he's a raw player and he wasn't quite prepared for it yet. We had some concerns about holding. 
he's doing a very good job holding up against some of the best pass rushers in the league. Because what was that first game? You were yeah. like, oh, my God. Yeah. I think your tackle situation, you're in great shape for as long as those two guys stay healthy, I would say 10 years. Now, I know that's probably too long. Yeah. But, uh, man, I, I did not think coming out of training camp when we were there that it was going to be a good situation once Tyler Smith got hurt here in Frisco. I just thought, oh, my Tyron. God. Yeah. Tyron, sorry. And um, it's been good. And yesterday was close to – like, that's about as close to perfect as you can play as a offensive line unit, as a running back unit. At, like, it was – the closest thing to perfection that you could watch from a NFL football team. Against a really good pair of ends. You know what else helped out a lot there, too, yesterday? Dak was getting rid of the ball. That is a great point. Dak wasn't standing around in the in the pocket like Hooker uh, from Tennessee and just holding on to the oh, football. He tore the, his ACL. Well, just throw the ball. Um, like that, Dak was like drop back, see my see my reads. Dak played exceptional yesterday too. Absolutely, like that's another thing. Like you'll watch how oh on God, point dude. this dude was. Yeah, the way his game, you know, the way his game was moving. He was seeing it fast. He was delivering the ball like with with uh, deliberately is the is the word I wanted to use there. I just sure. thought it was weird. He got stuck, but he was delivering the ball and and it wasn't like hey, I'm gonna sit back here and wait for something to develop. He was like, no, I know where it's supposed to be. Let's go. That helps your tackles look really good. That helps your line look good. If you complete 78% of your passes, you're like, holy cow, that's really good. He completed 88% yes. of his passes. Yeah, which he can do. Like, that, that quarterback ins- can do that. Amazing. I know he can do that. And they were going up against two pretty darn good players. So, Daniil Hunter came into this game with six sacks. Zadarius Smith came in to this game with nine and a half sacks. So think about that. I tell you going into this game that you're going up against two ends that are combined for 15 and a half sacks and against a team that it's his last four games has 15 sacks. You're like, oh, this could be concerning. And you kept a mostly clean po- pocket. By the way, Zadarius Smith, Pro Football Focus said they had he has 10 more pressures than anybody else in the NFL at least going into that game. And it's the tackles, and it was Dak. They worked in amazing cooperation yesterday. I think as of this morning, Kevin, Brian Burns and Micah Parsons are tied with the most quarterback pressures uh, today. Uh, there was a stat I saw, a tweet I saw from uh-huh. Micah had retweeted it this morning because Micah likes it. He wants to be have to know. get on board with pro football. Who disagrees. Yeah, Micah likes it. Oh. Um, uh, the That being said... Kevin, you know the big argument against Tony Pollard is we need Zeke to help be in there to block right. on pass. No, you don't. Not when your offensive line's pass blocking very well and then your quarterback's getting rid of the ball. Then you can do what? Send Tony freaking Pollard, yeah. who was a wide receiver in college, out on a wheel route to destroy everybody because your offensive line picks up its blocks appropriately. You don't always need the running back in. I mean, Mike was just pointing out on how bad Cook looked whenever he was trying to pass block. It actually was probably hurting them more than it was helping them, and Mike's right about that. Yeah, because the sure. tackles were like, well, I have help on this one. And, and then, then you find <laughs> out you can't Cook depend would put on his him. head down and not really block anybody, and you're just like, yeah, I don't really have help here. So that argument of, hey, we have to have Zeke in there to pass block, man, now that your offensive line is doing that appropriately, it allows you to do more with your offense. And I think that's something that Kellen Moore's like, we can do these things. We just got to make sure everybody. And the audits was telling Brad Sham, we just did our job. And it's very cliche, as Brad said. It's very cliche. But when you just do your job, 
it allows everybody else to be better at their jobs. It allows Dak to be at his best. It allows CD to be at his best whenever their offensive line is doing what they're supposed to do. And I say CD doing his best. If he'd have done his job against the Packers, there would have been non-interceptions and touchdown points instead, probably. So do your job's a real appropriate thing on the field. I wonder how easy or hard it is to get Tony Pollard on a linebacker in coverage. Because that play, obviously, third and I think it was 14. Yeah. It's like, they can't I cover thought him. to myself after that play, we should get Tony Pollard on <laughs> linebackers more often. Every Can, down. How do we How do we do this? Because out of the backfield, usually linebackers are going to be covering that guy. Or if he goes in a quick motion where he does get to the line of scrimmage, but then you snap the ball, I would think that a linebacker kind of has to pick him up if you're three wide. So I'm just thinking to myself, great job, Kellen Moore. Great job, Dallas Cowboys. Going forward with seven games left in playoffs, how many times can we isolate Tony Pollard on a linebacker in coverage? Plenty, and and you could probably get that kind of play too. I mean, plenty and more. Yeah, plenty and like more. That? Yeah, I do like that. Uh, he he reached over 20 miles an hour, according to Pat Doney, on that play, on that that touchdown play where he was matched up with an off uh, a linebacker. And there aren't many linebackers that can run with him. Like Micah probably might be able to, uh, but other than that, you're probably not going to find very many. And that is something that you need to have in your pocket. And I want to know also, I want to go back and look at and find out from them, what was the play that set that up? You know, what was the yeah. thing that, that created that open space out there that they were doing that, that set that up for, for them to do it so well? Because that was a really good point. By the way, when we look for advantageous situations for the cap this year, Terrence Steele is a great example. He makes $900,000. And I believe he is a restricted free agent next year, so you still might have the opportunity to keep the number low for nine hundred fifty thousand next year. He deserves it. Okay, I feel it'll be more than that, but um, I, I hear what you're saying. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on one hundred five three. The fan coming up next, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys executive vice president Stephen Jones right here on one hundred five three. The fan man DFW security protects the Bassick House. They protect my wife's Oak Cliff Pediatrics. They protect my parents' house with DFW security. You get better protection. You get cutting edge smart technology, and you get the award winning mobile app. So easy to use. I use it all of the time on a daily basis. You're going to get it for just $38.99 a month. This includes your equipment and the professional installation. Get started today with nothing out of pocket. I'm going to give you more at the end, too. With other companies, what is $39 a month going to get you? It's going to get you an old-school basic alarm system. A smart system costs $50 to $70 a month. Not with DFW Security. It's under $40 a month. You can add on the cameras, indoor, outdoor, and doorbell. You get the smart home stuff we have it all at our house we love it the smart locks the thermostat control the garage door control i was talking to a lady the other day about their kids leaving their keys uh and then getting locked out of the house when you have the smart lock they just have to remember the code call today be one of the first 10 callers mention my name mike bassick you get two months free that's right november december january taken care of 888 888- 507-2344. Make sure you mention my name. Be one of the first 10 callers for two months free. 888-507-2344 or dfwsecurity.com.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're going to talk with Stephen Jones in just one minute as we also begin to build the fever for the World Cup with the United States and Wales getting going at 1 p.m. Now, Actual the- Wales? Well, the U.S. Uh, is playing no, against real Wales? I believe it is the country of no Wales. H, I think. Is there an H in it? Okay. So. There yeah. is not, or else we would dominate. This is where this. Wrexham is, Kevin, or Mike. This yep. is, Wrexham is in Wales, so I wonder if any of the Wrexham players will be. I'm going to go look at their Wales roster. There's a guy, Paul, that's good on their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah? What do you think about that, Kevin? I Okay, good. I wonder if there's a humpback. Good to know. That is the kind of scouting report that I'm absolutely looking for. By the way, really quick question. Dalvin Cook, 11 for 72 yards yesterday, but... In your face. I don't think so, right? Because didn't you still feel like the run defense was good to the point where... And then the offense was good to the point where they were like, well, you can't run the ball anymore. I know the strategy for the Cowboys, and they should do this every game. Score Get seven. up by 17 <laughs> points really early uh-huh. and then make the running really difficult for the other team because you're up by 17 already. <laughs> All right, right now, brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. It is Dallas Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones. Good morning, heck of a morning, sir. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Great, great day yesterday for the Cowboys. Absolutely. Now, we just need you to go ahead and confirm because I know you would want to do that. Did you have to come on earlier because you're meeting Odell Beckham at noon? <laughs> uh, not not just yet. Not just yet. We're probably not going to be talking about that much because it's 
getting to be pretty strategic right now. Okay. I and and I just I have one more slight question and and, and this is just a general question about that. Then I want to talk about the amazing game. In meetings like this, what are the logistics usually like? Is it about seeing what the player can do physically, or is it just more of like a you sit down and describe your vision or talk numbers? Like, how do those general meetings usually go? It's all the above. You have to check, you know, obviously a player like Odell coming off a major injury, uh, that's a part of it. And then uh, the vision for the player and that type of thing, and then uh, the business. So, you know, you kind of hit on all the above. The the game yesterday was it was I think we Mike described it as perfection uh, and it was the best we've seen this Cowboys team play at this point. What what was the reason that this all hit on so many great cylinders yesterday? Was it offense just uh, and and the, the Cowboys come in and after a gut punch against Green Bay and then you know m- maybe Minnesota's a little light because they had that big win against Buffalo. What was the the perfect culmination of yesterday for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was just the, uh, you know, the disappointment of the Green Bay loss, knowing that we, uh, you know, uh, you know, we played good for three quarters there, but, uh, you know, let that get away. And that wasn't in a way that, uh, you know, we felt like this team plays, uh, whether it be offense, defense, or special teams. Uh, we just, uh, you know, didn't get the job done and really felt like uh, starting at the top. Uh, we can start to look at our best players, not that we don't have a whole team full of, you know, really good players, but you start with Dak and Micah, and certainly uh, they owned it and uh, set the tone in practice all week. And uh, I just think, uh, you know, that was a big driving factor is to, uh, you know, not necessarily show our fans, but more than anything, just show each other uh, within uh, the confines of the team, the coaching staff, the organization, uh, that we can certainly play at a a higher level than what we showed uh, against Green Bay. Is it impossible not to get caught up? I'm just telling you where I'm at today (laughs) is when Jerry Jones talks about this team being a championship contender. I I know there's a long way to go, but is it impossible not to get caught up in that kind of excitement? Absolutely. I mean, you know, you enjoy the moment, as we say, but we've got a game Thursday against the Giants, and it's a big, big game against a divisional opponent. They're having a great year. Uh, identical records to what we have and uh, we all enjoyed the day yesterday the night last night and you know it's time to get back to work and get focused on the Giants this game's going to be here before we know it Uh, we'll be kicking it off there Thursday uh, Thanksgiving uh, you know at 320 and uh, the game's here what were your thoughts on Micah Parsons just establishing the tone by creating the forced fumble to start the game well I think you know he came out and he backed it up he said, uh, you know, I think he was. He stated throughout the week uh, that he was he, he was going to play better. The defense was going to play better, and uh, obviously to make a huge play like that on the first drive, and uh, you know we were able to come away with points and uh, did a nice job with that. But it was just a, a big, big play, and I think set the tone for the day. Was there any part of you that kind of had to hold your breath for just half a second when he came up hobbling for a quick minute after late in the game? We always hold your breath when any of our our, our players come up hobbling like that. But, uh, you know, certainly uh, he was able to get through that and, you know, feel like, uh, you know, they'll go through the proper checkups today, but uh, feel like he'll be fine. And, Stephen, 
it looks like Kellen Moore really has a, a good understanding of how and when to use Tony Pollard. It has, how, has that come along because of Dak being out there and being healthy and everybody kind of, you know, now you're four games into Dak being back and, and being able to push forward here? Well, I think, uh, you know, I was actually visiting with Tony Romo after the game, and he said anytime when he missed in his career an extended period of time like Dak did, it takes a while uh, to get back in rhythm. And certainly Dak did. Uh, certainly Kellen, uh, I think, is getting a feel uh, for our personnel and what we can do. Uh, I really thought Zeke and uh, uh, Tony complimented each other all day. Uh, Zeke's just so physical. We miss that, uh, you know, in the Green Bay game. But he's, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great one-two punch. And I think Kellen uh, yesterday, uh, you know, just called a hell of a game. Uh, played great complimentary football. And I did the things that I think this team needs to do to win. I know that we probably don't want to want to show preference to any particular player, but today is Brett Maher's birthday. And Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush. And Cooper. Can we make sure to get them a nice present today for everything <laughs> that they have been doing? Well, they, uh, they, they certainly deserve it uh, for, from our end, from the organizational end. I mean, uh, boy, Brett's just having a hell of a year. And, uh, you know, to nail back-to-back 60-yarders like that, uh, you know, when the first one was uh, called off for replay uh, and then turn around and probably kick it even better the second time, uh, hats off to him. But he's had a great year all year. He's made clutch kicks all year for us and having a great year. And certainly Cooper, uh, what a great job he did. Uh, Why Dak was out and got in the game yesterday some and, you know, did what he always does. He's just steady in the boat and uh, does a great job for us whenever he's playing quarterback. I know, like you said, Brett Maher made the second 60-yard kick, but was there any part of you that under your breath were kind of like stupid replay? Let's hurry up and pick up the pace here. (laughs) Well, I I was a little frustrated. You'd like to hope that they would have, if they were going to look at that catch, they would have done it well before, uh, right before the kick. Uh, uh, You know, uh, they were showing it on TV and Certainly could see where maybe uh, it might get replayed, but uh, uh, I think our timing could probably be better uh, when you look at it from a uh, from a competition standpoint, from a, an officiating standpoint, a replay standpoint. Uh, you'd like to think the timing would be better on that. Was was Tyler Smith getting some guard snaps? Was that kind of a were we looking at maybe what the future is going to look like when Tyron comes back, or how what are we working with there? I think all the above. Uh, I think it was great to get uh, Peterson snaps. Uh, you know, as we move forward, we know this is a long year. Uh, and certainly, uh, uh, Peters has played his Hall of Fame career there at left tackle, uh, knowing that that's his best spot. Uh, if we had to shuffle the offensive line, and certainly uh, you always have in mind that one of the best uh, tackles in the game and uh, maybe to you know play out there, one of the better ones is uh, – with uh, Tyron coming back is certainly, I'm sure, uh, a thought process as well. So, Stephen, I'm going to ask a sports psychology kind of question here. Is when your team loses like that, and and obviously Micah Parsons set the tone, and you always play, it seems like you play better after one of those because whether you feel like you lost, the other team didn't win, like Green Bay, and I'm sure that's how most of the Cowboy fan, Cowboys felt, and or you just – 
get embarrassed. And I know that wasn't it didn't happen in Green Bay, but I've been through it. It's just my preparation for the next one is always just a little bit more focused and a little bit more better. How can the Cowboys, after a dominating win like that, keep that intensity for the upcoming games? Well, that's what great teams do, and I think that's the challenge uh, with the leadership in the locker room, uh, with the leadership on the coaching staff from Mike to uh, Dan to Kellen uh, to Bones, uh, you know, to keep these guys focused. And the great teams do that. And uh, we certainly need to step up uh, this game. If you can't get fired up against uh, playing a team you're tied with in the division for uh, right now we're in second place with them. Uh, they've played great football all year. They're seven and three as well. Uh, if we can't get focused and fired up for a divisional opponent like the Giants, then uh, uh, I'd be surprised. And, and I did kind of ask Jerry something like this on Friday. I'm curious the same for you. Is this the most exciting time of the year or is this the most stressful time of the year with Thanksgiving and then wedging these two games in the span of four days? I think both, all of the above. It's certainly exciting uh, to have a good football team uh, going into Thanksgiving, uh, being in the mix, uh, knowing uh, that you can be very competitive to compete, uh, you know, for a championship uh, is exciting. At the same time, it is stressful. I mean, every uh, little injury, as you said, you see Micah limp off, it's stressful. And uh, I know uh, the good news is the guys out there playing the game, uh, they're steady and uh, uh, they seem undeterred. And uh, I'll be surprised if uh, we don't go out and play well against the Giants. I was looking at Michael Gallup's, like his just the way he played overall yesterday, and he looked as physical as I think I've seen him so far this year. Is that a pretty good assessment of where Michael is in, at this point? Yeah, I mean, I think that's only fair. I mean, an ACL coming off a major ACL injury like he did. Uh, his first one, uh, you know, it takes time. I mean, if you just look at most players, uh, you know, in the league who come off uh, major ACL injuries, uh, you know, they usually don't get to 100% for, uh, you know, uh, for games. And uh, uh, certainly I, th- I think Michael's there is just straight up. He just keeps getting better. And we all know what type of player he is. And as he gains more and more confidence, he'll only get better as well. But uh I thought yesterday he played extremely well, extremely confident. And uh, as I said, I think uh, uh, the best of Michael's yet to come. And it was kind of a bummer for Anthony Barr that he tweaked his hamstring is what we heard. So he wasn't able to play against his old team. How, how is he looking? Do you think he's a possibility for the Giants game? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we'll, it, it'll be a game time type decision. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, he was uh, – uh, doing well as the week progressed, but uh, just felt like, uh, you know, it's a long season and we all know hamstrings. If you tweak them and uh, continue, uh, you know, you don't let them get 100%, uh, then they'll linger. And uh, I think our thought process is knowing that we've got a, a good group of young linebackers behind Bar and uh, Damone and Jabril Cox and Luke Gifford uh, that we could uh, uh, certainly uh, afford to do that. What was the injury that bothered you the most when playing football? Was it a nagging hamstring, or what, what bothered you when you were playing? <laughs> I don't think I was fast enough to have hamstrings. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'm sure every player's different. Uh, certainly, I was fortunate enough never to have a major knee injury. I always just uh, my injuries were uh, predominantly uh, ankle injuries. But I would say, you know, as as managers. Uh, 
you know, of this team, uh, you know, year in and year out. Uh, you kind of know what you have with an ACL. It's not great news, but uh, doctors do a great job this day and time of getting them fixed, and it is what it is. But probably the more frustrating uh, injuries are the hamstring slash uh, soft tissue injuries. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing we have learned is you have to get them 100% ready or they will linger uh, throughout the year if you uh, let them continue to get out there and then retweak, and uh, that can be very frustrating. Now, Stephen, I, I got to go get the turkey today and start the thawing process and everything. Every time I've been out for a Thanksgiving game, though, the media spread is the best you'll find in all of the NFL. Yeah. Y'all do a phenomenal job of making sure that spread is good. Do you go partake in that spread, or is there a different uh, uh, Jones family dinner that happens? Well, I think it's all the same uh, chef and the same food uh, preparing it, but we do have a, uh, a spread. We have uh, – a big family contingent in for the Thanksgiving Day game, and we have a little pregame uh, uh, Thanksgiving meal uh, there before the game starts. But uh, I think it's all the same preparation, and I agree with you. They do an outstanding job of uh, preparing a Thanksgiving uh, Day dinner. Well, and then the last question I have, maybe we can help you out here, is on Wednesday we're doing our marathon show for charity for my possibilities. We're going to have Charlotte on as part of the show. Is there any old Thanksgiving question you want me to ask her to try to get to the bottom of any issues? Oh, that's a, that, that, that's actually a funny one, but uh, I don't know that I have anything on her. I could probably have a lot on, on some others, uh, <laughs> mainly uh, my father who, uh, is always sneaking around getting more than he should. But, uh, no, we've had a, uh, uh, we've had great Thanksgivings and, uh, certainly great traditions and Charlotte's been a big part of it. And I'm sure she'll have some great stories for you. Appreciate the time as always. And congratulations on heck of a win. Obviously hoping we pick up another one on Thursday. Sounds great guys. Thank you. There you go. Steven Jones right here on one Oh five, three, the fan. Now, during the interview, I saw a couple of things, and one of them I think is more fair than the way the other one was phrased, and they're like, yeah, yeah, you just wait until they lose to the Giants. And I was like, the Giants team, they already beat with Cooper Rush? Okay, cool. But right. also a more pressing concern, and you asked a question, and Mike asked a question that kind of hit at this, is in the span of a week, how do you go from how did we lose to that Green Bay team to beating the crap out of the team that going into that game was tied for the best record in football? Yeah, I, I think one, maybe, just maybe, you saw that there is some fraudulency in Minnesota. All right? Like, maybe you, you saw that way across the board or just because the fraudulency of their quarterback? Well, I mean, I always feel that way about yeah. Kirk Cousins. Uh, but, like, Mike, I've made that very clear since for, sure. for a long time. I, in fact, we kind of talked when I was like, hey, you should probably give them more credit. But I'm now with you after yesterday and watching them play Philadelphia. I know it was super early. You want to play Minnesota in the playoffs. Yeah. If, you know, out of the teams, I think Minnesota's a victory for you if you get to play them in the playoffs. There, You know, I go back to, and I know, you know, this is not a baseball segment. But the Rangers were a, uh, you know, remember that year that they went and they were winning very close games, the coin yeah. flip type games yeah. consistently. Yeah. yeah, and they were really good. And then you're like, but is that is that real? And then you kind of found out, it, I mean, it wasn't what you wanted it to be. And I think you've seen that with the Vikings. There are a lot of coin flip moments for them, and they've been on the good side of a lot of them so far. Cowboys went out and just physically mentally and every other way dominated them so yeah man like i've 
I feel like that there's a little bit of that going on, but also this is a this is that's the version of the team that they know they can be, but they weren't when they went to Green Bay. And I don't know why they weren't. I don't know why they didn't live up to it or why they didn't show up. Maybe it did take people in that locker room calling out other people and saying, you have to do your job, otherwise we can't do ours. And Kevin, he just said Micah and Dak set the tone in practice. You got to have that. Yeah. Like, and you got to have it each week. It can't be one of those things where, you know, and you got to have a good finger on the pulse of your team and know when they need that injection. So maybe this week was just the right timing for everything and it was it looked perfect. That's why I want to see the Giants. That's why I want to see all the rest of the stuff yeah. too because and I'm I'm really looking forward to it all because I want to know if that was the best they can be and they'll ever be it again or if it was the best they can be and like we might not see it another time is it crazy in the four game afc north stretch you lost to the worst team and you destroyed the best team (laughs) you beat the the other two teams that are below average in chicago and detroit but you lose to green bay who's lost six of seven and then you destroy minnesota you yeah yeah so that's a great point by the way anthony barr he said game time decision we think on thursday I, Kevin, I got, this is two questions that kind of open up a lot here. So one, you're, you put yourself in a really good position for the playoff setting, yep. right? As you, you know, you still have the Giants and, and Philadelphia ahead of you. You got to figure some things out there, but you, you're in a really good position now. The question though, on Odell, he said it gets, it gets technical now. Yeah. That, like that, oh, they're about to make if, a pitch. If you ever had any question about how serious they were, he goes, I probably won't say too much because it's strategic. Str- yes, strategic. There and you go. And so I think that answers, if you had any doubt, I think that answers your question right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy where we ask the questions that matter. Just how many Mike Ditkas is too many Ditkas? We'll Nine. do it next right here on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Car, play action again, looking downfield, lofts it near corner, Adams wide open at the five, he walks in, and the Raiders walk off with a win! Touchdown Devontae Adams to win it here in Denver! KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Quick shout out to Louisville Comics. I'm talking with their owner right now, and they just brought us a bunch of cool Cowboys swag for... Wednesday's auction and then don't forget on Friday RJ Dukes out in McKinney will be doing our show live from there in the aftermath of Cowboys Giants so make sure you roll out there and hang out with us for that show but right now 
It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Donuts. Did you try any of the donuts yet? I did. I I tried all the donuts. (laughs) Did you have the maple bacon one? That one is so sweet, but so good, but it's very, very sweet. Is it sweeter than you? Sweet and salty. I like the one with almonds on it. Oh. Now, we just played the clip. Devontae Adams had seven catches for 141 yards and two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown in overtime and the comeback win over the Broncos. Devontae Adams has three career overtime touchdowns tied with LaDainian Tomlinson for the most overtime touchdowns in NFL history. So congratulations to him. Not congratulations to Clint Kubiak, who took over the play-calling duties (laughs) for Nathaniel Hackett, and it didn't make a lick of difference because that team still sucks as, like I said, the Broncos scored 16 points even though the game went to overtime. I guess that's better than the Vikings. Clint Kubiak. That's right. I I bet he's related to Gary. I know we jokingly asked that, but yes, in this case, I would assume. He's one of his three sons. I'll also point this out. One of his other three sons is a scout for the Cowboys. Okay. Who found, I believe it was Hendershot. Oh. And is responsible. I think he's the one that found Hendershot. And so he's responsible for that. Uh, being on our team. I just wanted to point that out. Okay. Like the Kubiak family really knows how to run the football for one. All right. Like it's something that the Kubiaks always have known how to do. And they found a good tight end. Yes, absolutely. So thank you very much for helping us out with that. Let's talk about, man, you want to talk about sweating out some money. Although you guys always bring up, if somebody has this amount of money to bet, maybe it's not the end of the world if they lose, but somebody bet the bills Minus seven to cover against the Browns. They bet $312,000. The Bills, of course, won by eight. But after the Browns got that onside kick, I wonder if they were like, no, please, God, (laughs) no. But they are, in fact, victorious of that bet. Not victorious is the Rams. They have lost four in a row for the first time in the Sean McVay era. The last reigning Super Bowl champion to finish the following season with a losing record was the 2003 Bucks, And then you add in Cooper Cup should be out six to eight weeks following his ankle surgery. Yeah, I told you they were done a while ago, man. Like that they was suck. that was the team. I was like, I Matt. feel like Matthew Stafford's doing a great job, though. He helped out the Rams Ooh. win the Super Bowl. Yep. Now he's getting Detroit a top five pick. That, he can ride off into because the sunset knowing he did a good job. That pick goes to Detroit this year. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, he's doing both he's doing teams both teams. How glad are you? Good. How glad do you think they are that the Panthers said no to the Brian Burns trade that they were gonna give up two first round yeah. picks for? And they're like, Hey, I'm really glad we didn't do that because we need to just tear it down and start over. Yeah, that would have been ignoring the real problem, and that was that you used Matt Stafford as much as you could the year before. Like yeah. that, you got it you got the best out of him. And now it's time to just admit it and move on. And it could change, but right now in this moment, who do you think regrets coming back more, Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady? Stafford. Ah, man, this is a tough one. Cost was Brady. Stafford, help me, was he strongly considering retiring? I don't think so, but I'm, it just felt like that, that's your fairy tale ending. Well, but one, is it going to cost Brady, or is does she have more money than him? So. I mean, like, emotionally cost. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know. I don't know money. that he has emotions. 
that's a fair point. I feel point. like he's just a robot. Like, he's one of those yeah, guys, Kevin, that whenever he sees a bunch of bicycles in the room, he just explodes because he doesn't know. He can't select the bicycles in the room. I, I feel like Stafford's going to be the next quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. It just feels Man. like it's going in that direction for both guys. Click on the pictures that are bridges. And, br- and he bridges. can't yeah, figure it that's, out. That's Tom Brady. He can't pass the robot <laughs> test. No, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, let's go from that to Corderell Patterson. 103-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Patterson now has nine kickoff returns for a touchdown, the most ever in the history of the NFL. You proud of him, or do you not care? Ah, sure, I guess. Ah, man, that sure does sound like you don't care. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it's the stat that I need. What team is he on? Atlanta. Good for Atlanta. Now... You know what? I guess Mike's right. Good for them that they were able to take a guy that nobody really knew what to do with him, and they've been able to get that much out of him. Well, I have terrible news for you. I'm going to focus on that Atlanta game for a good couple of minutes here. I'm excited about that one. Okay. Who won? Uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. Good job. They beat the Bears 27-24, despite the fact that Justin Fields hit some more impressive marks before he got hurt right towards the end of the game. Justin Fields has passed for a touchdown and run for a touchdown in five straight games. That ties Kyler Murray for the most in the consecutive games in the Super Bowl era. But again, they lost. And going into this game, Justin Fields had 568 yards rushing in his past five games. The most of any quarterback in the Super Bowl era. But keep in mind, they had lost at least three of those, and now they lost this one as well. And he had the opportunity to become the first ever quarterback to run for 100 yards in three straight games. He did it. He got to 85. Oh, what a bum. <laughs> well, ready to get rid of him. And now I guess he's undergoing further evaluation today because he got carted off or was carted after the game and he hurt his left shoulder. I know I pointed to my right shoulder, but he hurt his left shoulder. Mm. Did you Like Dinwiddie. Drake London, Kevin, had one catch for two yards and a touchdown. Hey, did you see that catch? Though? I did not. It was awesome. Like it was in the corner. Mariota did a great job rolling all the way to the as far as he could get to before he went out of bounds and delivered the one catch for Drake London's day. I have a couple questions for you. There. What? First of all, <laughs> box score doesn't tell the whole whole story, right? Mm-hmm. Also, do you think we should consider this? Cordero Patterson got credit for a hundred and three yard kickoff return. Yes, they're counting those end zones. Do you think we should consider giving extra yardage inside the end zone? Yes, I do. I mean, let's like now we got to go back in history and just retrack oh, everything. But and also, if a running back breaks through, I want them to run all the way to the edge. It's all like, a guess too. I've they been... need to mark the end zone. Yeah, I thought that's where you're going. And you know so what? We're gonna be like 103 yards. Are you sure? It could have been 102 yeah. or 104. You're <laughs> guessing at for this sure. Point. Even better, Kevin. Let's start measuring up as well. Like, did you jump to catch the ball? You get six yards for how high you jump oh or whatever. I have to run multi-dimensional yards. Yeah, now? I like this now. So, do you want to go back? to the old way, Kevin. All right. You know what? You convinced me. I'm going to stick with the oh, way crap. we used to do things. Okay. All right. Deal. How many Mike Ditkas is too many? Uh, For nine. the uh, Saints, one. That nine. is a great point. I'm going to say nine. All right. So a fella and his friends were celebrating a bachelor party. They all dressed up like prime bears Mike Ditka with the sweater and the sunglasses. There was 18 of them. 
and they all went to the Falcons game. Gross. Actually, it's a cool bit where they lost. Kind of reminds me of the bit where the guys show up in the Whalers uh, jerseys where all over it? the place. Where was that at? At uh, Coyotes at Gila Monster Arena. Is that how you say it, Kevin? Mm-hmm. It was at the Gila Monster Arena in Arizona. Outside of the Gila Monster uh-huh. Arena, at an establishment where gentlemen go. I ah, yes, um, with the brandies and the cigars. yeah, exactly. The gentlemen's club. So I like I like bits. I like and also like you don't want to lose a friend, and so you just if you lose one that you all everybody has that one buddy that gets way too hammered and ends up like somewhere talking to a group of people somewhere, right? So you can always walk around and be like, hey, do you see a guy dress? Have you seen a guy dressed like us? And they're like, oh, yeah, he's over there. We just saw him. And then you can collect your friends. It's like wearing a T-shirt, the same school T-shirt, when you go on field days or uh, whenever you go on field trips in elementary school. I'm telling you, I don't know the person's name, but I see someone up around here on our floor wearing St. Cloud State stuff all of the time. St. Cloud State. No idea who the person is. All right, let's is go. Is that a school? Is that a real school? Is that a cool person? Oh, man. Is that a real school? <laughs> Nobody knows. Oh, it's Joey. What? Joey's a St. Clouder. Ah, gotcha. Is that what, do they call you guys the St. Clouders? No, we call, we, call, we, we call ourselves the Huskies. Huskies. That's in Nebraska. <laughs> that is the Huskers. All right, for. And I know it's Helo Monster. That, that is true. Uh, so Saints defensive end Cameron Jordan missed the game yesterday. It was the first time he missed a game due to injury in his 12-year career after he fractured an orbital bone after being poked in the eye. Now, he also missed a game last year because of COVID, so I don't know if that undercuts the point. But fractured orbital bone, that's a really hard poke. Yeah, did they go into no. the eyeball and then they dipped their finger down and I ripped it? Because that's I don't know. He wasn't just poked in the eye; he was hit in the eye. Yeah, like because that's the only way to fracture the orbital bone area is for it to also get some sort of bashing in some way. I don't think just getting like I can't just poke you with this pin. Okay, Kevin, well, come here. Let me poke you in the eyeball with this pin. No, thank see you. See if I crack your orbital bone. No, thank you. Do you now believe? What are you afraid of? At getting my orbital bone cracked. I feel like we just went over that. Really losing your eye would be number yeah, one. Yeah, that actually, can it be both? We'll poke behind it. <laughs> Eyes right. freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I was to touch my eyeball right now, you couldn't look I'll at it? I'll never have a contact. Okay. Uh, if they're like, you need contacts, I'll be like, you need to shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> couldn't you just say no? That feels like too much of an aggressive fireback. What do you expect from Mike? That is a great point. You're welcome. Uh, all right, let's talk about the Chiefs. Is Travis Kelsey oh. had his 33rd 100-plus yard game, which is the most in NFL history. And Patrick Mahomes, I get it. He said, Travis, I mean, Travis is the greatest tight end of all time. Are you prepared to make that statement, or do you think he's at least on the trajectory to become the greatest tight end of all time? I feel like that position has evolved so much that I do think he's in the conversation but you know when you look at some of the greatest of all time yeah Tony Gonzalez and I know those are somewhat recent I I think Tony Gonzalez is probably in my time probably considered the best but yet some people would say and I'm not disagreeing is they would say well Jason Witten was the best all-around tight end because of also his ability to block Block. in his prime but Tony Gonzalez was a better receiver 
uh, obviously in his prime. I I don't know. I mean, Sterling or uh, sorry, Shannon Sharp, Shannon yeah. Sharp, because his brother was wide receiver. I mean, he was really good too for Denver and Baltimore. I mean. But I, I can see if you want to put Travis Kelsey as the best ever, he's definitely in the conversation. We got a lot of time to fill on Wednesday. Perhaps that's a segment right there. And then real quick, <laughs> there are sections, Kevin, like the sphenoid Don't bone. Don't tell me more about the near eyes. Near the orbital area that could be poked from behind the eyeball. I just want to let you know it's not just this first also, part of the cheek. Stop saying poked from behind. Sphenoid. Kyle Pitts is going to have an MRI today. Oh. They fear that he has an MCL sprain. Oh. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here at 105. Gary Gonzalez? What? Kyle Pitts? Or is it Tony Rice? Okay. I see what you're doing. The best right ever. Now. Got, I got yep. it. Coming up next. Here's a combination of those two guys. Yes, I understand now. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. Who deserves a tip of the cap following the dominant 40 to 3 victory? This should be a fun segment. We'll do it next right here on the fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.